Pianku Gospel Soul, where Christianity flourishes, and we brethren fellowship listening to gospel music and true testimony from real people. Tune in and listen to Pianku Gospel Soul. Welcome to Piangu Gospel Soul, where Christianity flourishes and the brethren's fellowships, listening to gospel music and true testimony from real people. Tune in and listen to Piangu Gospel Soul. Whoa, good day, brethren. It's your brother Piangu, and you are listening to Piangu Gospel Soul, where we Christian fellowship. Today, here we are joined by a blessed man. Of God, Pastor Okus Wisap. Um, so we'll be talking about repentancy ephemerally. So, well, man of God, how are you today? I'm awesome, thank you. Oh, well, how is your day? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, this morning is blessed, and I see there's too much wind. Oh, well, God is good, as we all know. Pastor, let's get started with uh, with an interview that we have today. Um, so, um, Pastor, what do you think it's repentancy? What is repentancy? Yeah, it's uh, thank, uh, thank you, Brother Biangu, for opportunity that you have just to interview me and just to come share uh, with everybody here, brethren. So, I will explain in very simple form that everybody will understand, even three year old will do. Uh, you know, everybody understands. So with my own understanding, uh, what repentance actually uh, means is repentance is to turn away from evil to God. Yes. Repentance is to turn from something to another thing. It's, it's a, it's, you have to, the action must be done. It's a, something that has to do with action. You have to turn from what you are doing to another thing. Yeah. From something to another thing. Yeah. It's to turn from your sins to God. Yeah. Well explained. That is quite well. And I think um, it's very, very explained. It's, it's up to... It's, it's, um, it's correctly explained that he said himself that even a smaller or younger child can even understand. Um, so... Why do one need to repent? Uh, yeah, it's a tricky question, but uh, let me uh, try to get you to say what will, why will somebody repent if somebody says, no, why would I repent? You say, uh, uh, you have to repent from your sins. Well, the Bible is telling us that in Romans uh, chapter 3, if you will read together Romans chapter 3, verse 21, I'm going to read. Uh, to verse 26. The Bible reads and says, it's talking about righteousness through faith. But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. Verse 22. The righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe there is no difference between Jew and Gentiles. Verse 23. This is our climate verse. 
scripture. It says, for all have fall, for all have sinned and fall short of glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Uh, verse 25 continues and say, God presented Christ as a uh, sacrifice of atonement. Atonement is covering. In other words, God uh, uh, presented Christ as a sacrifice of covering through the shed, uh, shed, shedding uh, of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his uh, forbearance he had left the sin committed beforehand and unpunished. Verse 26, let's continue quickly. Uh, he, he did it, so uh, he did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the, present, at the present time, so as to be just as the one who, who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. So uh, our climate uh, scripture, versus the scripture as I say, is to verse 23, it says, For all who have seen and fall short of the glory of God. In other words, the, you can go read it with your own understanding. So, in other words, this, the, the portion of scripture that we read is actually telling us that we all are sinners. You don't need to be a sinner by drinking, by doing what is wrong. We all were born on sinful nature. We yeah. are sinners. Yeah. You don't need to uh, go drink to qualify to be a sinner. No, I'm a good person. No, I'm doing this. But listen, the Bible says we all have false children. Whether you are Jew or you are gentle, doesn't matter. Everybody is a sinner. That's why we have to come to the point of turning. You have, we have to come to a point of acknowledging God and turning away from our sins. That's why I say repentance is turning from not something to another thing, from wrong to right. That's why always God says, repent, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah, so that's uh, another term that says it's turning away from your sins to, the, to be a holy one, right? So um, uh, let's go for another question before we go for a musical break. Uh, um, Pastor, can you tell me, how can one repent? How is it possible that one can repent and what is the method or how can one repent? How it is that one can be repent? Yeah, the the Bible actually just is actually tell us that tells us that you and I has to confess our sins with our mouth. Uh, for us to confess our sins with our mouth, we have to first come to a point of understanding, you know, be convicted and understanding that, hey, I, I'm, I'm a sinner. You know, sometimes it's, it's so hard for people to repent because everybody say today's world, we just say, I'm a Christian. Hey, how are you? Are you a Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian. Everybody's a Christian. The whole world is a Christian. Mm -hmm. Oh, Namibia is Christian, but you know what? We are still in corruption. We are not independent yet. Yeah. But the thing is, people don't understand that, you know what? For you, one has to you for you to be to 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 to, to repent. You say how to become a repent. You have to come to a point of first. You have to acknowledge that you are wrong before God. You are convicted. No, 
you know, I, I, I'm wrong before God. And the Bible says next step is you have to confess your sins. You have to open your mouth and ask forgiveness. In other words, you ask forgiveness from God for what you have done. The life you have lived is not right with God. You come to that point, you know, no, I, this life that I'm living is not right. You know, if I die today, I will, I will not make it to heaven. I will go to hell. Yeah. And uh, by, by, by coming to that point, you, you start confessing. You start asking forgiveness from God, uh, praying, open your mouth to pray. Uh, God to forgive you, and after you pray, that means we are we are we are at, at the turning point. After you pray, that's where the repentance starts. Now you pray God to forgive you for from what you used to do. To now, you are going to change to the way God wants you. That means now you are, t- are telling God, God, you are making a vow, God. You know I'm a sinner. You know, uh, 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 forgive me. So yeah. I'm not going to go back again. Forgive me. Help me. And make me a new child so I can follow your ways. And you turn. You follow God. And become, you become a child of God. That's what we call Christian. Christians are repentant people. People that turn away from, right, from wrong to right. Yeah. Well, that's well explained. And that's uh, more ephemerally... Uh, good enough to a uh, heart to be more tangible and to get convicted. Um, 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 let's go for a musical break and then we can continue with Pastor Alcus here at Piangu Gospel Soul.
Wow, brethren, welcome back to Piangu Gospel Soul. I'm here with Pastor Okus, uh, Wisep. Um, so Pastor, give us a verse that talks about repentance and maybe um, a verse that, uh, you know, a verse that can touch a person, a sinful person, a person that is not repented, a verse that can convince a person that, you know, they do really need to repent and what is the importance of repentance. Any verse? Um, I will give you two uh, scriptures. Uh, first one is Mark chapter 1, uh, verse 14 to 15. We are going to read. You can go read with your own time. Mark chapter 1, with your own time, the whole portion of uh, scripture. And then I'll give you uh, Luke chapter 13. We are going to read from verse 1 uh, to verse uh, 5. Yeah. So the Bible says in Mark chapter 1, we are going to read uh, verse 14 to verse 15. Uh, Jesus is announcing the good news. Uh, verse, verse 14. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. Verse 15. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. And we are going to jump to Luke chapter 13, uh, verse 1 to verse 5. We are going to read. The Bible reads and says from verse, verse 1. Now there, uh, there were some uh, present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans, whose blood uh, Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans was, were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? Uh, verse 3, I tell you, no, Jesus is speaking now, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. Verse 4, of those 18 who died uh, when the tower in uh, Solomon fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the other others living in Jerusalem? Verse 5, I tell you, no, Jesus is speaking, but unless you repent, you too will perish. So Jesus is speaking. This is Jesus preaching now. Yeah. And he's saying that, you know, you have to repent. There is no, nothing like, no, I'm a good person. Uh, uh, I'm doing what? But this is not about law. I say it, this is about the grace of God, the redemption. Uh, if we could talk, talk about redemption, how Jesus, the Jesus, the grace of God, that Jesus Christ died for us on the cross. And uh, by believing in him, having faith in him, and... Uh, uh, that is how we are going to get saved, having faith, believing in God, that he's, Jesus Christ died for us and he set us free. So he's, Jesus is preaching about repentance. And for you and I to, you know what, change our hearts. As I say, the story is, 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 is I, don't, I know repentance is not a good story for some of us, but some people, but... But it's, I mean, no, it's a good, good, good story. 
repentance, God is talking about the change of mind. He's talking about the change of attitude. He's talking about your lifestyle. You know, change of your lifestyle, how you have to change your life. He's talking about turning away from wrong to right. He's talking about your attitude, your actions. That's why Jesus is saying, repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. Because the Bible says in, in Hebrews chapter uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, once the man dies, he faces the judgment. God is saying the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, the life is short, and you don't know when you will go away from this earth. You have to be ready from, uh, ready for the, to inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. It says, you and I have to be ready. The Bible says, unless the man is born again, he shall not enter the kingdom of God. Yes. And we have to get ready by repenting from our sins, turning away from our sins, repenting from our sins. Turning away from our sins. Yes. Yes. Uh, you have said it yourself, like, um, unless you are repented, you won't enter the kingdom of God. Um, so, uh, um, Pastor, if one is repented, how should they live? Meaning, do they need to change and how do they have to be converted? How do they have to behave? How do they have to live? Now that one is repented, uh, you know, Repentance came, getting ready for the kingdom of God. So how do one need to change? How do one need to live? How should they live? Well, uh, as the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, the Bible says, uh, all things have passed away and new has come. Uh, you know, he's talking about that, you know what, if any man come to Christ, he's a new creation. Uh, all things has passed away and new has come. So now you you acknowledge uh, Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. You open your heart, you confess, you open your mouth, you repent, you are convicted. The reason you are repent is because you are convicted. You see yourself that you are wrong before God. Uh, you ask forgiveness. Now uh, you are a new creation. You are a new, uh, new child, the child of God. You become a child of God. So now, for you to, to uh, you know, for you to uh, leave, as, 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 as the question goes, you know, uh, for you to, what is your question again? Uh, the question is like, how should one live um, now that you are repentant? How should one live and meaning, do they need to change? Yeah. So uh, you, as I say, you, if any man come to Christ, it's a new creation. All things has passed away. Now you come to the uh, come to Christ. You come to Christ. You repent. You give your life to Jesus. Now that we are talking about repentance. So the moment you repent, that means your life is totally changed. You turn immediately after you pray. After that prayer, you cannot go continue. Yeah, How many? What I'm talking about? After the prayer of repentance, yeah. After the prayer of repentance, you cannot go continue again. What you ask forgiveness. Because now you, you have been honest with God. You say, God, uh, forgive me. Yeah. I'm not going to do it again. So you turn away from your sins. And now you, you change your lifestyle. Yeah. You used to cut what I, the other style. You used to dress the other way. You used to speak the other way. You yeah. used to show attitudes. But now everything has to change. The attitude, the mind, the actions, 
the lifestyle. Yeah. We are talking about the turning point. Yes. Everything has to change. Yes. So now this is the meaning of the other word that means uh, you have to live according to the word of God. Yes. Yes. Um, um, you know, now one is now maybe repented. Uh, Pastor, can you tell us what is the importance of fellowshipping as a Christian? Why is it important that you need to fellowship? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a very good question. So I actually love fellowship. So since my Christian life, now uh, I'm saved. Uh, since I came to Christ 2011, I got saved. And now it's been probably uh, six, seven years, eight, I think eight or nine. So, but you know, that has been good to me. Uh, I like fellowshipping. So it's because of fellowship that I'm today uh, where I am, uh, mingle with other brethren. Fellowship is about you come together and you mingle with other brethren, other believers. You start knowing how they live, seeing, learning things, how they live, what they speak, what they eat. I remember when I get saved, I... I, when I got saved, I, I was struggling, but you know what, I, when I start, start, start changing my mind and I start telling myself, no man, I think I must, I must go to these brothers during lunch, after school, or maybe I need to go and go, go hang out with them and see how they are doing. So I start seeing them, how they used to buy bread and you know what, call each other, they sit, they, uh, how they, before they eat, they have to pray and bless the food and after blessing the food they eat and and they are laughing they are sharing good news they are talking nice stories edifying they inspire me they they start you know they didn't criticize me they start speaking life in my life they start speaking oh you are a good man man you know you know god has a plan for your life they start speaking things in my life that you know what encourages me that you know what I'm not just useless, but God has something to do with my life. So I start, you know what, be, you know, uh, start start uh, mingling with other people. That is fellowship, what I'm talking about. When you fellowship with people, you start knowing how people live life, what people do. So for you to, to become established and become a child of God, become established child of God. Now you come to Christ, you are a new Christian, you repented. Now what is the next step? Next step is now, you have to, you know what, fellowship with other believers. Yes. For you to grow in the word of God, for you to grow in faith. You know, how other people, people mingle, how they do the things, how their Christian life is. And you start learning, you start fellowshipping with them. You start listening while how they speak. You start, you know what, you start practicing, exercising, training your life. Because your life has been, you know what, in bondage, in sin, in darkness. Yeah. So now you have to now you have to you have to you have to change this flesh now. You have to deal with the flesh. You have to now you have to turn. You have to now train it, train it, train it, train it. Start fellowshipping, fellowshipping, and they encourage you. They give you scriptures. They exchange the cell phone numbers, brothers and sisters. They start calling you. They. They, they encourage you wherever they, they, they see you in streets, they greet you. You know, you feel like you are somebody. Yeah. You were cast out before in the world. You are abandoned. Nobody know you. Nobody just looked, everybody just looked down on you. And now when you come, you know, when you start mingling, people start seeing you, man. This guy has potential, you know. God wants to use him, man. And all these things, you know, a fellowship is a, is a most 
important thing that, you know, as a child of God, when you come to Christ, you have to start fellowshipping, mingled, come together with other believers. As the Bible says, uh, you know, body of Christ, you know, you have to come together, join the body of Christ. Yeah. And you become part of the body. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, in another word, it's like, um, it's, it's a growth, a growing point where a Christian need to grow. When you fellowship, you grow much. You, 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 you grow well and you, you, it's like you are planting a tree. It's planted very, very well to grow well. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, a Christian also without fellowshipping, um, you might fall apart. You might, you might also be tempted by the devil. Oh. As God himself went up to Mount Olive, he was also tempted because he went alone. He was not with the disciples, you know. So it's very possible that a Christian can be tempted if they are lonely or if they are alone without other Christians. Like uh, maybe it has been days and days, you don't go fellowship, you might also fall apart, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, now, that Anawan is repented, now pastor, let's talk about friendship. So what type of friends do a born again or a Christian should indulge into? What type of friendship do a Christian, a person, have to get involved with? Yeah, well, uh, it's a very clear question. Uh, you know, we talk about repentance. That means repentance is a turning point, is a changing. We are talking about change. So you have to also change your friends when you become, when you repent. Repentance means change. So change from the bad friends, bad influence friends, to the good influence friends. Yes. And we are not just talking about any other friend, but we are talking about the brothers and sisters in the house of God. You have to start mingle with them, as we talked before about uh, fellowship. So you have to start changing the friends. Amen. As somebody said, uh, tell me your friends and I will... Uh, tell who you are. Who you are, right, yeah. Uh, tell me your friends and I will know who you are. Yes, so yes. Your friends uh, determine your life and your friends actually determine your destiny, yeah. who you li- mingled with. So you have to look for brothers and sisters in the house of God and start mingling with them. Speak destiny, speak future, encourage each other. And you see yourself, you know, you choose friends, choose right friends and end up right mm-hmm. yes it's like um friendship is another point of definition of who you are right so um pastor what do you do with your worldly fl- with your worldly friends after you got saved after repentancy do you have to now start uh, maybe uh, being a bear to them or what do you do how do you deal with your worldly friends uh, what's actually happening is, I remember when I got saved, I started telling my old friends, I used to be a gang, I used to rob people, used to stay in a gang and all these things. So I used to have a lot of friends that we used to do drugs and all that, all type of things with. Yeah. But what I told them is, when I repented, I, uh, that was Sunday, I went to church and then I repented and then uh, next uh, day I met them, I would talk Monday. Uh, amen. I I'm born again now. I become a Christian. I'm a child of God. Uh, they begin to speak words and you know 
I told them, no, I am not going to continue anymore again like this life. So I choose Christ. I'm no more going to drink. No more going to have sex before marriage. Yeah. I'm no more going to uh, lie. I'm no more going to steal. I'm not no more going to do what I used to do, drinking, yeah, smoking. Now you are converted. Now I'm converted. That's what I told them. No, some of them were arguing. No, what you become? What what uh, you become a morphe or <laughs> yeah? You become what? It's only old people. You are still young. Enjoy your life. And I just left them. I just walk away. Yeah. And uh, from there, I start seeing them in streets. So it's not that I throw them away. What I want them to do, I want to influence them. And I want to actually encourage them about the goodness. Why? What is the reason for me to come to Christ? So I begin to tell them this is what is the reason. I begin to tell them this Bible, what the Bible says. We all are sin. We all have sin and fall short of the glory of God. And I begin to tell we all are sinners. You don't need to do this and qualify to be a sinner. You need to give your life to Jesus because once a man dies, he faces the judgment. So if you die today, you don't want to end up in hell. So I start encouraging them like that, but they begin to uh, continue to do their own thing. So I choose friends. I choose right friends in church. So I leave them alone. Well, I, I did not abandon them, but I just leave them. I don't hang out with them. And whenever I met them in the streets, I always greet them, and, uh, greet them, ask them how they are doing, and then I tell them about, man, we are still praying for your church. Man. When are you coming to church? When are you joining this crew? When are you coming to Christ? God has a plan for your life. You don't need to waste your life like this. Yeah. You know, God has something beautiful for you. So that's how I start speaking to them in the streets. It's not that I abandon them. But the only thing that I did is I turned away from those friends, that friendship. Now I start hanging out with the brothers and sisters in church. And when I meet them in the streets, I still have their numbers. I still send them some SMSs. I still call them. We talk. But I always, at the end, I always tell them to come to Christ. Yeah, yeah. So that is um, um, the other question that I wanted to ask. Maybe if you can also emphasize on how to help your worldly friends come to understand the Christianity and coming to repentance. Maybe if you want, you can emphasize a little bit of it on, on that point. Yeah, so yeah, all that, they, you know what? They, they will definitely see uh, on my life uh, how God, what God has done in my life. Because I know uh, in, in, I came to Christ and God has done good things. Somebody say, uh, 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 that's how what I always tell them. You know what? When you are in the world, you you are the the devil always chew you. So when somebody's been chewed every time, put them in the mouth and chew and spit out, they look ugly, right? So if you are in the world, this is three things, three three things that are happening with you. Uh, you 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 become ugly, and you become stupid. Yeah. And then you become you become ugly, stupid. Yeah. And then uh, you become old. Yes. These are three things that are happening. When I'm in Christ, I always see my friends being stupid. They are stupid. They are ugly. They are old. I see them always in streets. Yeah. I tell them, look at my life, what God has done in my life. I always yes. encourage them, look at my life. God can do something better in your life. Yes. Come to Christ. I always encourage them. 
And I know some of them don't like about Christ, but you know, I, I live my life that you know what, it will glorify the name of the Lord. Yes. I live my life that it will be attractive to people, their friends that I used to hang out in the world, that they will see, no, 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 check, 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 oh, oh yes, man, is this guy, man, we used to dream together, we used to do all these things together, but look, look what God is doing. So uh, you, you have to live in such a way that you will be attracted, they will, they, they, you will be influential to, to the world, influential to your old friends, influence them, not them influence you while you're in church. Yes. You influencing them. And be attractive. They must see me. No, man. Uh, really, I need to come to God, you know, because the life, this I'm living is just a waste of time. Yeah. It's endless, so I need to come to Christ. Well, Pastor, that was um, kind of more motivational and life-changing. Um, we are very grateful having you here, and it's, it is our pleasure. Um, you really shared a fruitful word with us, and it was really a mind a mind changing point it was a turning point that one can also understand and one can also talk to their heart and get motivated by the word that you have said yeah so thank you very much for coming in and sharing the word with us thank you very much and god bless you everybody yes our pastor would you um close with a prayer before we con um continue with the next um a session that we will be doing thank you all right uh, uh let's pray together god to help us amen heavenly father we thank you for your grace and for your mercy we thank you for this opportunity to share your word we thank you god for everybody that is listening god i pray would you convict them would you touch them let them see that they are wrong before you god and make their hearts right with you jesus i pray god i pray would you touch every heart I pray would you touch them, God. Help them. Help us, oh God, to change more and more into your image, my God, to repent. Because the kingdom of God is at hand, as you say in the Bible, God. Help us, strengthen us in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So thank you very much, Pastor. It was good meeting you. God bless um, you. Yeah, before we continue... Uh, we would like to go for another uh, musical break, a short musical break, and then we can come here. Another story that I will be telling, uh, that I will be sharing with you guys, and it is quite quite good, and it's a biblical story. Um, so um, remain and tune in and listen to Piangu Gospel. So with me, your boy, your brother, Piangu.
Welcome back. It is me, Piangu, your brother from um, Piangu Gospel Soul. Um, there's a story that I would like to share with everybody that is listening. And thank you for listening and remain listening to Piangu Gospel Soul. Uh, this is uh, one of the um, um, platform where we Christians fellowship together and grow spiritually. Um, the story that I would like to share is um, from the Bible. I took it from the Bible, uh, Mark chapter 12, from verse 1 to 9. So it is, um, it, was, um, it is a scripture, but I made it in a form of a story. A story God said in parables about the vineyard. So the vineyard owner had built it and rented it out to someone else. The owner later sent some of his servants to, get, uh, to go get some fruits. From it. So some servants were beaten up and some were killed, but still the owner had sent his only beloved son and they killed him too because they knew he would inherit his father's inheritance, the vineyard. Uh, so this scripture it reads and tells us about how the world treated the heavenly God's ownership uh, from his messages to his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. So um, I would also like to um, advise you to go read Mark chapter 12, verse 17, where it talks about, um, uh, it just that uh, you have to give what is God to God. So give what belongs to God because he owns it. So that is your life, give your life to God, get repent and um Come to God, serve God with his life because he gave you that life, right? And it is God's life. He gave it to you. Give it back to him. And um, so everybody need to repent. Give the life to God because God gave you his life. Right? Um, yeah, that's um, um, a story that I wanted to share with you. And I would like to advise you guys to continue listening from um, uh, Piangu Gospel Soul. It is me, your brother, Pianku. Um, from now on, up until later. Thank you very much for listening. Pianku Gospel Soul, where Christianity flourishes, and we brethren fellowship listening to gospel music and true testimony from real people. Tune in and listen to Pianku Gospel Soul.
Welcome to Piangu Gospel Soul, where Christianity flourishes and the brethren's fellowships, listening to gospel music and true testimony from real people. Tune in and listen to Piangu Gospel Soul.
from Hillside. I just want to thank you for watching this video. You are on our YouTube channel and you can subscribe to it on this link right down here. Welcome to Piangu Gospel Soul, where Christianity flourishes and the brethren's fellowships, listening to gospel music and true testimony from real people. Tune in and listen to Piangu Gospel Soul. Proclaiming who 